Early in their marriage, Jamie and Nathan Cross found their differences driving a wedge between them, so they dug in and did the work. Nathan, an extreme introvert, started speaking up and using more words of affirmation, and Jamie, who's a woman of action, learned to slow down and be more present. And they did it all while building a hugely successful skincare company together. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. So we talk with amazing couples who share their stories and incredible experts who share their wisdom about building a life together. And at the end of every show, we give you a conversation starter so you and your spouse can build more intimacy and connection in your marriage by having conversations that matter. Hello there, family. It's Danielle and Justin. This is episode 104. And here in the U.S. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's the week after Thanksgiving, which means we're rolling ourselves up to the microphone. Oh yeah. Actually. Full of pumpkin pie. Um, I think I need a nap after all that turkey. Yeah. <laughs> so and Thanksgiving's it means over. It's, it's the week after uh, Thanksgiving, which means the Christmas decorations are flowing out of the boxes in the garage I'm all still, over the house. <laughs> I'm still not on board with that just yet. I like to wait until December 1st to get out the Christmas decorations. Bah. You're a humbug. No, it's not a humbug. It's just giving humbug. respect Every party to the Thanksgiving you holiday. <laughs> You're going to get a lump of coal <laughs> no, I'm in not. your stocking. All right. I- so I'm pretty sure. Mm, welcome to the family. Um, we <laughs> are a movement of, I'm like crossing my arms here. Coal. Um Yes, we are a movement of men and women on mission to inspire, challenge, and impact a million couples. We're building coaching courses and community to inspire and challenge and support and equip couples to build a life, a love, and a legacy together. And we want to invite you on the the adventure. You're really not going to put coal in my stocking, are you, honey? Maybe. We'll see. Uh, So if you've enjoyed the show, if you found value in these conversations, do two things. Well... Do any number of things, but do these two things. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share it with your friends. What are the other things that they might do? Um, listen more. <laughs> uh, I have thought... some leftover pumpkin pie. Oh, I thought you were going to ha- make some creepy sex joke. Mm, no. Maybe... no. I'm too full of, too full of dinner to... <laughs> All right. And the other thing we'd love for you to do, we'd love to see you in our Facebook community. We um, are a group of couples, support and encourage each other. And we just have a lot of fun in there. Yeah. And lastly, um, check out our free resource, the 4x4 Marriage Challenge. Uh, We'll have links for all that in the show notes. So uh, you can can look at that when you're you're in a non-automotive location. When you're in the shower? Yeah. Just scroll, scroll and click click links in the shower. My phone is waterproof, so I can totally do that. It's water resistant. Let's just be, let's look, water resistant. (laughs) All right. It's worked so far. All right. So this week on the show, we have Jamie and Nathan Cross. They live in Colorado Springs with their four amazing boys. They have been on an up and down journey, y'all, to create MIG 
organic skincare. And they have learned tons about each other in the process. Um, you're going to love this story. Yes. We laugh, we cry, we do it all. Um, so let's dig into it. Here are Jamie and Nathan Cross. So we are so happy to have on the show today, Jamie and Nathan Cross. And for the last eight years, they have been building their eight-figure skincare company, MIG. And Jamie is a business building machine. Also a visionary called the Change the World through empowering entrepreneurs in the Her Effect. She even has her own podcast called Becoming Her. And Nathan is an artist, music ma- music maker, theologian, and jujitsu master. Is that a true story, Nathan? It's somewhat true. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And together, they are with their four beautiful boys on all the crazy adventures in the Colorado mountains. You guys, glad to have you on the show. Thank okay. you. It's good to be here. Okay, so I always love to know the story of how y'all met, because everybody's got such a cool story. What about y'all? We met in a copy store of all places, Mm -hmm. uh, which would seem really random or a divine appointment, however you look at it. (laughs) But um, it was pretty crazy. I was just happened to be there trying to print out a flyer. I was making a flyer for our college group at church and Jamie was working as a director at a modeling school um, who never left the office. So she had no reason to leave the office Mm -hmm. just that particular day at that particular time. She decided I need to go to the copy store. (laughs) Wow. We were literally standing in line uh, adjacent to each other. Um, and she looked over and saw the flyer and asked about it. She said, hey, is that your college group? And I said, yeah. She we... said, ooh, are you in a band? <laughs> like, yeah, I am in a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I had been praying for a college group because I had just finished about a year prior interning at a church and had kind of left church for a little while but I was really looking to be around um, like-minded people and have fellowship and stick into the word with with other believers and so his his uh, flyer really stood out to me and so we just started talking in line and the rest is history (laughs) oh my goodness so did you all was it kind of like zing chemistry at first sight or was it kind of like oh yeah I met somebody in the copy store Yeah, I mean, I definitely noticed her in line, you know, I thought she was attractive. And punky hair, stilettos. (laughs) I wasn't like, I was definitely not looking for a relationship at the time. Um, But actually, so I invited her to the Bible study. I just gave her my name and number. I said, we meet Friday nights. Give me a call if you want to come. And that was pretty much it, like. Well, at the copy store. his name stood out to me, though, because when I was like five years old, there was this little boy named Nathan. And I was like, God, I want to marry Ma- Nathan one day. And then <laughs> I was 16. Uh, there was this person that I was really close with that I just was so drawn to. And I was like, I want to be a cross one day, God. And so when I saw his name, Nathan Cross, it was like it bounced off this card for some reason. I was so drawn to his name. And of course, what he was doing and um, like just immediately I was I was in love from like day one, pretty much especially he was teaching that night at the college group and 
his love so for the she Lord. She came to and, the Bible to the Bible study. Yeah, I went, to and the that's Bible where study. we actually got to sit down and talk. Yeah, and, stayed up till like four a.m. talking yeah. about the Bible, and it was like my heart was just like, oh, I can't not be married to him. <laughs> oh wow! Right away. Now Nathan, was it right away for you too? Yeah, pretty much it was, and I was I was a little resistant at first, I think, because I uh, just wasn't looking to get involved with anyone. I'd kind of been coming out of a bad situation mm. in a previous relationship. Serious. So, but it was like we literally like hung out every day from that point forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to know, like, so obviously, how long have y'all been married now? Fifteen and a half years. Whoa, that's awesome. Justin and I are on that same track with y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering, what was it, or was there a moment when you knew, like, this was the forever person, or maybe there was a character trait that you're like, oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yes. So um, one of the first things that we did when we were hanging out, besides talking about the Bible, was he gave me this, like, stack of papers that had all these dictionary words and he's like give me any word and I'll tell you the definition what (laughs) he was so like god nerdy like his bible (laughs) knowledge and the fact that he was an athlete and I'll tell you like I'm super drawn to like um club (laughs) like this part of a man like his chest he was like bulky neck wrestler guy and I was like, man, this guy's so hot and his brains are so hot and like everything about him is so hot. <laughs> How many couples do you think have been on this show where they said, I was super attracted to the other person when they quizzed me on dictionary terms? <laughs> <laughs> I love that story so much. Okay. How about you, Nathan? Was there anything in her where you're like, yeah, this is the one? Yeah, Jamie was like on another level as far as like being able to connect and talk about the Lord and about scripture. And, and we, we had such a strong bond in, in a, like in our spirit that that was one thing, obviously she was beautiful and gorgeous and, and very smart. Um, it was, it was like just having a best friend almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So everything kind of blossomed from there, but I don't know if it was like a lightning bolt moment, more like, um, Nathan doesn't do lightning bolts. Yeah, he does like slow, like... steady. <laughs> the oozin, the yeah. oozin. As Justin and I, we always talk about. Somebody asked, like, when was your first date? When was your first kiss? When was you? When did you know this? I'm like, I don't know. It was just an ooze. Like it all. <laughs> it was all ooze together, and it worked somehow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, so you guys did get you got married, and then. How was the newlywed phase for you guys? Oh, man. So it's kind of an interesting twist on our story. Um, our My brother really, he got involved with drugs and um, he and his girlfriend got pregnant. And um, there came a point when they had the baby that basically like the state ended up coming to us and saying, do you want to take your nephew? <laughs> And we were like, no, for, he was born about two months after we got married. And we were like, we want to wait five years. We were spelunking every weekend and hiking and snowboarding on our honeymoon. Like we were super active. We were making about $900 a month. Our mortgage was about $400 a month. We had no debt. We were like free, you know? And then 
the plot twist was like, will you take this baby? And we were like, no, <laughs> there's other families that would be happy to have a baby. And there were other ba- uh, families actually in line to like, hey, we'll take him. And there came a moment where I remember when we were babysitting him and I saw him, he was there on his little blanket on the floor and I looked at him and I was like, oh man, we need to maybe consider this. What do you think? And Nathan agreed. So we started praying about it. This woman randomly came up to us at church one Sunday and was like, hey, God just spoke to me in the middle of worship and he wants to bring a baby into your life. And we were like, uh, and we had been like praying at that point. And so Nathan, of course, anytime you get like a prophetic word, something like that, you take it to your own closet and you take it to the Lord. And so um, Nathan went up into the mountains. I think you went up to the mountains or something and you were praying. No, I was just, I was at home. Okay. Just I thought you like went up into the mountains, but that was a different started praying. And God, <laughs> it was like the only time that God ever spoke to you. One of the only times. Yeah. Tell us about that, Nathan. Uh, so this obviously was a big decision. Mm-hmm. Um, the baby had been neglected and abused uh, because the parents were just high all the time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't something that we necessarily wanted to do being newlyweds. So I just wanted to be led by the spirit as to what we should do. And I remember it's about three days of super intense prayer. I didn't, I was just like dedicated to prayer until I got an answer, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I was just sitting on the couch in our living room and the, it was like the voice of the Lord, like he was sitting right next to me and he said, uh, the boy is mine, but you will be a steward of him. And that was his answer to me. So. Seems pretty clear. Yeah, it's pretty clear. So we went ahead from that point forward without any hesitation yeah. And went through the process of going through the becoming state. foster um, certified. And then we were able to adopt him officially. He was about a year and a half old when that mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. And then we raised him as our own son from that point. Mm-hmm. That was 12 years. So, yeah. So He's 14 now. It was a challenge. <laughs> it was, yeah, because it took a couple of years to like go through. But we were pretty much parents from yeah. within our first couple of months of being married and we didn't have our first baby till five, five years, years later. later I struggled a lot with everything because it it was I felt robbed for years I felt um you know I felt like I had to step into being somebody that I just wasn't but like out of dedication we I don't know. I really struggled for years and years and it wasn't like this normal situation. It was like, I mean, I remember being in Walmart and he would get triggered and he would like pull the hair out of his head and be screaming. And I didn't know what was happening. And here I'm like this new mother in the situations where I was like, I have no idea what to do. God help me. Like I was daily just relying on God, like give me wisdom and strength and teach me how to parent him. Both of us, we were like, how do we do this? Because nothing that like it wasn't like normal parenting it was a special high needs and it just took took everything for us to like yeah to do yeah. it but how did it, that affect the relationship between the two of you to all of a sudden be thrown into the deep end that part didn't really affect us in our marriage like i think there were other things we struggled in marriage 
um, just because we were so different and to grow together, like when you, when you get married and become one, it's for us, it was a huge process. I mean, it was like knockdown, drag out sometimes lots and lots and lots and lots of tears and, uh, just, so I think that that situation didn't necessarily help, but it didn't necessarily cause a riff either. Right. But Nathan we were always I, on the same page as yeah. far as parenting goes. Yeah. What we weren't on the same page about was just learning how to love each other. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tell me about some of those differences. You said you guys are just drastically different in a lot of ways. Yeah. Which now, 16 years later, is makes us strong together. We're like the yin and the yang. But when you're new to like communication and love languages and needs and... So check this out. Uh, yeah tell us tell us a story nathan so (laughs) imagine this i'm a very very quiet person i don't talk a whole lot i grew up with a hearing impairment and i didn't get hearing aids until i was 18 so i'd be in social situations uh, with a group of people and i would i'm already kind of introspective and in my own head a lot anyway introverted so i was i'm introverted so I would I would literally zone out and just be in my own head because I couldn't follow conversations very well. Uh, if it was one on one, it was different. But so I was used to zoning out and not talking. And Jamie's primary love language is verbal affirmation. So like, she needs words. She needs to hear all the time. You know, not words anymore. of encouragement, and affirmation, and back and then. So I don't she, need that now. But. She was not getting what she needed for a long time it took us it took me and I'm still working on it you know how to how to overcome that and I've gotten a lot better obviously over the years but for years that was a huge problem yeah myself right there for years I would go to him and be like I feel so invisible I feel so neglected and overlooked and and for him it was like what (laughs) you know (laughs) um and that was like this cry. And, but now looking back, all of those things helped to develop a strength in me. Um, and an interdependence, like my relationship with the Lord grew because of that. I became, um, I believe like we're always in this process of becoming. And so for me, that was just part of my journey of like not having my needs met my hit by him meant I was forced to like relinquish that in a way that God was able to become that for me. And I think by releasing him from that, so many times we we put this pressure on our spouse to be the end all. And by relinquishing that, um, he has been able to blossom in a way that I think if I was constantly, because there was a time when I was just constantly nagging him, like, you don't tell me I'm pretty. I just spent an hour in the bathroom before this date and I look amazing. <laughs> and you didn't say anything. I'm telling you, I look amazing. Just say it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, like, uh, I know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to hear it from him. And, um, and we struggled with that. And then for Nathan, like, I feel like we just, we were so different. <laughs> and you said today is more like, it makes you stronger. Those differences make you stronger. Like, what does that scenario look like today? Like, do you still keep to yourself, Nathan? Um, I've gotten a lot better. I've changed a lot as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've, I've just learned to 
compensate for my natural tendencies and uh, my habits that I've learned over the years. So your habits have changed a lot. Yeah. I mean, I genuinely loved Jamie and wanted to change and become better and grow and be what she needed me to be. And it just took me a while to get there. I, I think but, that was what, I'm sorry, go ahead. But just, I felt like when I, when I finally figured her out a little better and was able to um, meet her needs better, that she blossomed at this, uh, because I was doing those things. Mm-hmm. That she became the, the woman I always knew she was and could be. And so I think there's a responsibility for the man to figure that out because when the woman is loved like she needs to be, she, she will be wonderful. It's when she's not getting what she needs that she kind of starts to wilt up and die. And that causes a lot of problems right there. Mm-hmm. I love how you guys are, it seems like your marriage is a refining fire. Like you're always growing individually and that makes the togetherness like exponentially better. Yeah, absolutely. I think some couples may miss that because they just focus on the we're different and the marriage is hard and it's hard to be together where you guys were really, I don't know if it was like a conscious decision or a God thing, but you guys were like, okay, I'm going to work on me. I'm going to work on me. And then together it's going to be amazing. That's, I think what really bound us together where we kept going was because I mean, even when, when we were dating, I knew that Nathan had the substance of the person and the man that I envisioned spending my life with. Like he loved God. He was a good man. And even though like all the, like we were different, I saw, and we both would always say this, like I wanted to be the woman of his dreams and become the wife that he needed. And um, I think so many times it's like, well, this is who I am and I'm not going to change. But both of us have, have like, I wouldn't even say compromise, but we've, we've changed and grown into even like physical touch stuff. Like I'm not a touchy person. Like if somebody hugs me, I'm like, Oh, hug. great. Like I'm not like, <laughs> Pat on your back. Mm-hmm. huggy person, but he <laughs> needs that. And so I'm like, I'll make a conscious effort to like run my fingers through his hair and like touch him and little things like that. Like when you make those conscious efforts to acknowledge and I don't know, like, I just think time does so much for if you're making a conscious effort to grow and serve each other. Um, that was another thing. Like when we would have our arguments, like Nathan would shut down, I would explode. And it was this vicious cycle of never really, like never really feeling restored, never really feeling like we actually communicated. And so when we started like Nathan started making tiny decisions to actually be like, I don't know if you've ever heard that um, analogy about tennis, but it's like, okay, I'm going to throw this over into your court. Now you throw it back when he started doing that. And we could actually engage in conversation and we made like, we created boundaries. Like nobody leaves the room until this gets resolved. And so, cause one of us, no ace like, serves, no ace serves that are like yeah, blowing exactly. the other person away. <laughs> right. you know, cause you have those moments where it's like, once somebody walks out and then it's, it just escalates from there. And so we've created boundaries in our marriage where it's like, and now I feel like we, we don't ever 
get to the point where we argue. It's like preventative maintenance. Like we just know how to speak to each other. I know, I know what sets him off or like causes him to shit down. So I avoid those things and like, just love each other. We've learned how to love well and communicate and resolve things, but it took a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, a lot of tears and a lot of just knock down, drag out, like throwing plates and breaking things. And <laughs> We'll get back to our conversation in just a moment. But first I want to talk to you about the legendary marriage intensive. The next intensive is scheduled for February 14th through the 17th, 2019. And the waitlist is now open for interested couples. This adventure coaching intensive is designed to help you redefine the trajectory of your marriage and your family forever. This isn't a weekend of passive listening. It's a highly engaging, interactive, fun, and intensive experience that will help you break through the stuck places in your relationship, reconnect on a deeper level, restore the broken, hurting places, and renew the romance, intimacy, and adventure that brought you together in the first place. Over the course of three days together, we will enjoy powerful conversations, an amazing outdoor adventure, delicious food, luxury accommodations, and transformational coaching. You'll leave with a full heart, a smile on your face, and staggering clarity, not only about how to love each other better, but how to build a legacy together. And you'll have a strategic plan that's proven and practical. Now, we only take six couples at a time on these retreats because we want to invest deeply in everyone there. Legendary Marriage Intensive is for couples who are ready to invest to take their marriage to the next level and transform their family forever. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to legendarymarriage.com slash intensive and join the wait list. That way we'll be able to send you some more information. It's time for more. It's time for an adventure. It's time for a getaway. It's time for Legendary Marriage Intensive. And now back to our conversation. You had said that like the first eight or so years were really rough. Was there something that turned the corner for y'all? It was like what you said earlier about oozing. It was a slow progression of change and coming together and growing together and... Now, where in there did y'all start being business partners? So you have MIG skincare. And now whose who's, uh, brainchild was that? And like, how did that come about? So we were, Nathan was teaching. I decided I was a banker. I was in corporate banking and like making a lot of money. And once we got pregnant with our, um, with Judah, our first, um, biological son it was like okay I'm not going to put them in daycare anymore I want to stay home so came home and gave up that salary and so we were struggling financially I was really struggling with I knew that as satisfied as I was as a mother that there was more and I I knew that I was created to build something and I had this drive to be an entrepreneur to create something and change the world that way and impact people and I'm a visionary. So I see like 40 years down the, the road and I'm looking back at my life and like, I, we are not living our potential. And so we were in a, an amazing church where, um, or we had some amazing leaders, I should say, like that were entrepreneurs, but they were also pastors. And so we were surrounded by all these entrepreneurs 
And I just remember being like, God, I asked God for a billion dollar idea. I'm like, Lord, show me what I can do that I can put my hand to. Cause I know when I put my hand to the plow, you're going to bless it. I want, I want to come alive in what you've placed in me for business. And so I don't want to just like randomly go through ideas and try to figure this out. Just show me. And so that next Sunday, I remember going to church and our pastor stopped the sermon. He's like, I've never done this before, but the Lord just spoke to me and said that there's a stay at home mom here in our congregation that he wants to give a billion dollar idea to. So get ready for it. And at that point I was like, was that the day that you were praying for that? That was like that week. It was like, Oh my goodness. I've been praying. And so at that point, my heart was just screaming. I was like, God, whatever you give me, I will be faithful with it. And I was, I was getting so emotional because it was like, we were at that point, like somebody had given us this $25 gift card for this ice cream shop. And Nathan had gone down to that shop to sell the card to somebody so that we could have like some gas money for the week. It was, we were struggling financially so much and um, we were both working hard and it was like raising children and we had, you know, just so many family things with the, with the boys and that's a whole different story in and of itself. But uh, a couple of weeks later, I had a dream where I saw myself pouring these oils. I saw MIG in the dream and it was like a blueprint that God had given me like, here you go, here it is. And when I woke up, I knew. And to this day, eight years later, I can still close my eyes and see it like it was a movie. Like I saw the whole thing told Nathan, I'm going to start a skincare company. So I, I'd failed chemistry in high school. So I went out and got all these chemistry books and medical journals and herbalism and essential oils. And I started studying, like I'm nursing my newborn at 2am reading books and spent a year just researching and studying alchemy, herbalism, chemistry, formulated our first product. And then we were like an eight year journey of just more blood, sweat and tears of like becoming um, learning, growing, figuring business out, um, reformulating and formulating our products and figuring out what the market wanted. And there was a lot of times in our marriage then where it was like, and you could probably talk more about this, where it was like, I was in the zone, you know, and that was as supportive as Nathan was of me as a, an entrepreneur that was like, Hey, when are you coming back? <laughs> like, come back to us. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, have you always had the entrepreneurial spirit too? Uh, kind of, in certain ways, uh, and but I wasn't really raised to understand that. I was raised in a very blue collar, working class family, and my only notion of being an entrepreneur is my uncle Tom, who owned a concrete company, and all my family worked for him. You know, <laughs> um, but I had. Not really. You know, I had learned it. I had learned about it and the value of it from being around other business people. Um, but it wasn't inherent in me like it is in Jamie. Like, she's an entrepreneur. Yeah. So and what was that? What was that tension that Jamie was speaking to there that you were wondering, when is this going to be over? When are you going to come back? <laughs> like, every Man, penny we made was yeah. like, everything we did had Building pennies. a business is hard. Yeah. You know, it's tough. And you have to make a lot of sacrifices. And we made sacrifices for five or six years without seeing a whole lot of fruit from it. Like it was constantly a process of <laughs> sowing seed and sowing and sowing and sowing. And every 
and we we would make money, but then every penny we made went right back into growing the company. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I I wanted to just support her. I believed in what we were doing, and I took on certain roles in the in the company and the business and tried to do the heavy lifting and the physical stuff. And I mean, did we, you ever think maybe we shouldn't do this anymore? Not, no, it didn't really get to that point, but it, it got to the point where I, I literally despised it mm-hmm. for, a, for a time. So I'm like, we're just, I mean, I'm working full time and then we're doing our business. He's coming home and like cutting soap. I'm getting ready for farmer's markets, like where we had to, I had to get up at 4 a.m. and have the car loaded and drive to Denver, which is an hour away and set up. And um, it was like never ending work. Yeah, it was just. We were at the, also, we were worship pastors. So we were building a worship team. So there was a ministry like twist there as well, all encompassing. Yeah. And you have four kids. So how does that work? Like, I know, Jamie, you talk about this on your podcast, the um, Becoming Her, and your message is really about empowering people to, you know, go for their dream and do their thing. And how do you do that when you have ministry and business and you have four kids and you have to love each other? (laughs) Like, how do you do all of that? you figure it out. Honestly, like, it's like, okay, here's our life. Here's what we want. We're digging this well, we're doing this thing. And that's where like, where people are like, well, what are the rules or what's balance? I'm like, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. For us, for me, it was like, wake up early, stay up late, working, work during nap time. You know, I mean, there, you just make the sacrifices, but that was 10 times, a million times better than us, like him having to go to work every day as a teacher and us struggling financially and trying to do things the traditional way, like we wanted more and we knew, and thankfully we were surrounded by other entrepreneurs and we knew that there was like all these possibilities and we just had to make it work. And so it wasn't a matter of if it was like, how, how are we going to do this? And so we did, we just, we made every single sacrifice you could possibly imagine sacrificial seeds a lot of times it was like well okay instead of christmas presents we're gonna buy some equipment (laughs) you know or yeah how does that affect your parenting your kids do they ever think like i want you i want more of you guys or you know i don't want you to get a machine for christmas like i want to have presents or you know <laughs> yeah, they, they were pretty little in that process but we've incorporated them like the boys are entrepreneurial now and they make money and so for them it's like they can buy. okay tell me about that I've got little kids that I could put to work here so exactly. tell me about how that goes <laughs> yes. we just we try to include them in the work yeah and that way we're spending time together yeah we're talking we're working together um, it's part of their education, yeah. actually, because um, my our vision for the boys is that by the time they leave home, that they've already mastered, they, they've gained mastery in a skill that they're profitable in business, whether they're, you know, owning a part of what we're doing. They, they're already heirs, but they are earning what they will have as adults and they're learning how to build and create something. And when they go to the shop with us, 
put lids on, you know, they get an extra penny if they find drips on the bottles, you know, it's like <laughs> they are just, we incorporate them into, they know that they can come into my office anytime and sit next to me quietly without knocking. So they know that they always have access to us. Um, we take them to a lot of places. Judah's 10 now, so he's going to start going to on some trips with me. And um, But you do, kids love to work. They love to make money. Um, their kids, most kids are naturally entrepreneurial when they're born. And so it's like, how can you, we don't pay them to do chores. We don't give them an allowance. It's like, if you want to make money, you got to work for it. And all the stuff here at home is part of being the fa- part of the family, but you come to the business with me or, you know, you help deliver soap with me or whatever. Um, they make money doing that. So. Wow. That is so cool. I love that. And I love the piece about you can come in and sit next to my office quietly Um, I think I need, Justin and I need to enforce that (laughs) because I think that would just save us a lot of, I love how you're just saying like, we're just setting up the ground rules. It's cool. Like, and you'll love it and you'll feel like you have a purpose and we were all designed to have a purpose. So why not get that going at a young age? I love, 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 love that. Now I want to switch gears just a little bit here. So you're podcast that you do becoming her and then you also have the her effect which will um the her effect.com you can find out about what's going on there but you're really about empowering entrepreneurs was there ever a time maybe young in your life or maybe when you were married when you felt like you weren't as empowered and you needed that gift or someone to encourage you in that way a hundred percent that was part of the birthing of the her effect was, um, and you know, when you're young, you have a vision, you see yourself doing certain things. And I always saw myself leading people and helping people. And when we were, we were under a really, um, so kind of another part of the ministry aspect was we ended up being under this leadership that was really dictator and, um, I always felt like I, my voice was being stolen from me and I was giving my power away and Mm. being controlled. And we, we struggled. I struggled with that as a woman, um, constantly being like, you're not this Jamie, you're not capable of this. And at one point I was like, God, show me the most powerful women in scripture. What's your your design for femininity? What's your design for entrepreneurship? I want to see it because if it's in there, then I know I can run, you know, I can do this thing. And he showed me Proverbs 31. She was profitable. She had help in her home. She wasn't doing it alone. She had maidservants. Her husband was respected at the city gate. Like there was a great relationship there with her spouse. Her children rose up and called her blessed. He showed me Mary, who was this quiet and gentle spirit, yet the mother of a savior. He showed me Deborah, who was a prophetess leading nations and leading men who like other women who were like chopping heads off and like, here, I'm going to throw this over the wall. And now you're going to win this war. And women who were just out there like conquering and, but quiet and gentle and serving and, um, and building amazing businesses. And so when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is what I want to create. And I wanted, and I saw, you know, anytime you see an issue or a problem in the world, a lot of times it's something that you're called to solve. And so everywhere I look, I see pieces of the puzzle 
where women are creating this or created a small thing, but I wanted to build something that could take a woman like come as you are, but don't stay there. Let's help you go through this transformational journey of becoming her so that you can be profitable in your business and successful in your home. You can literally have it all. And so with the her effect, it's, it's designed to give her the tools and the mentorship and all that she needs to grow and become. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, you guys, in wrapping up this awesome conversation, um, I have a little something that we do called the lightning round. (laughs) Are you game? It's just a couple quick questions, and then you answer it for yourself. You guys just answer it at the same time. This is always fun. So here we go with the lightning round. Justin has a much better lightning round um, (laughs) announcement here. Okay, first question. What is your couple song? Couple song? Oh, it's that Death Cab for Cutie song. Is it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one that we always play together. It's a... Oh, I will follow you into the dark. Yeah. Oh, that's one that we, uh, I would play guitar and she would sing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, do you guys still do that? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Not, not as often, yeah, as but we play at church, so. You guys have enough people in your family. You could have like a serious family band going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Partridge family. How about your boys? Do they sing too? Uh, yet, some sure of them are, they're still pretty young, but yeah, they're showing they interest in music and instruments. And- oh, all right. We'll get that going. Uh, that could be like the next boy band. You could <laughs> entrepreneur the heck out of that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. here we go. What was your first impression when you met the in-laws? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie is very quiet. Oh, man, because we got to be really truthful. I thought, man, they're so cold. Yeah. Well, I, you, I felt like they were just, that they didn't like me. <laughs> how could that be possible? You're talking more about my, my family. How about you, Nathan? What was your first impression? Uh, I liked her parents. Um, her mom was great. She had this horse. This was kind of a horse fanatic, which was definitely a whole new a horse world ranch. to me. Yeah. I was I did not grow up around that, so it was a little weird. Her dad is a really interesting guy. And the first time we met, I, I was just kind of amazed at the relationship we had with Jamie. And there's so much like love and tension at the same time. And <laughs> that's a whole other story. But my mom punched a horse. Yeah, she punched her. She's a little my mom you know, wait, 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 Jamie. She punched a horse? Yeah, my mom's 4'11", so, like, we grew up breaking Arabians, and she was had some nasty horse, and Nathan's there with me. She goes and she goes out there, a little 4'11 woman, like, punches this horse in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like... Oh. That's a good first impression of the in-laws. <laughs> oh, hi, welcome, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's hysterical. Okay, what was the last topic you thought about? We had a slight disagreement the other night. Was it about? Yeah. Was it about sex? No. That was Jamie's argument. She <laughs> remembers that one. <laughs> I remember. It was something about the business. Like, hey, if I... Because Nathan does operations, and so I think something wasn't happening fast enough, and we just had, like, a discussion no, about that. that. Okay. I anyway, I can't remember. 
You're going to fight about this now. All right, you guys, fight about it. Put your gloves on. Um, okay, last one. This is our super easy one. Who's the better cook? Jamie. Unless we're talking about pancakes, then yeah. I will take it hands down. Nathan's the breakfast cooker. That's awesome. You know what? Is that like a guy thing that just goes in your jeans? Because Justin kills it at breakfast, too. Yeah. Might I think. I think that might be. That might be like God puts that in the men, like to be able to do pancakes and eggs, like killer style. <laughs> um, okay, you guys. I want to know, before we get off, what is the best way for our listeners to find you guys and what you're doing? Probably the podcast and the hereffect.com. Okay. And how about MIG? MIGSoap.com is the website. Okay. And so, Jamie, I hear you have a little bit of a challenge for our listeners. Tell us about that. Yes. So, um, going back to that journey of becoming her, we're doing a 30-day Becoming Her Challenge. And within the Her Effect, we have seven pillars of a woman, but a lot of it is just focused on um, mind, body, soul, and taking her through this amazing transformational journey that gets her started in the direction of finding her purpose and becoming that, becoming her. Love it so much. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, then, that uh, was an incredible conversation. <laughs> I know. I love how they were just not going to settle for, yes. you know, selling their ice cream gift card and getting gas money. Like they were just saying like, which we've been there. This stops. Like yeah. we're not settling for yes, this yes. life. Um, and they wanted to make a difference. They wanted more. They wanted the million dollar idea. Um, and they were just waiting for God to give, you know, the glimpse there are of so many parallels where to step. in their story for us. Yeah. Uh, it's why I love having couples on the show is every single time it like, as I listen to their story, mm -hmm. there's some piece of our story that comes to light in a new way. God has this way of going, Hey, here's a place to look. Here's a place to learn, to grow, to, to, to give gratitude, to, to look forward in your, in our own story. Every time we listen to and I love, how, I love it. I love how too, they weren't just wanting to God to take them out of the rough place. They were wanting to like blow it out of the water. Like I want to, they were, she was praying a bold prayer. God, yeah. give me a million dollar business. Like, I, I feel like a lot of times I can go and, you know, pray for something little that maybe God could maybe give me this little thing. Yeah. But she was gutsy. And yeah. she was like, God, give me the million. Pray big business. prayers, dream big dreams, and then figure out how to how to hustle and make it work. I love it. All right. So now the talk hustle, about not it. grind. Remember because oh, yeah, when grace over grind. Yeah. 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 We can talk about the other kind yeah. of grinding if you want. All right. <laughs> and and let's let's take a minute to uh, share a, a word from our sponsors. All right, here's the deal. Um, Freshly is this amazing service that you you pick the kinds of meals you want, you pick the number each day or num number of days you want them, and the number of meals. So like for Danielle and I, we would just choose two meals for like three days a week, and it just makes it so easy because they 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 come in a box. Uh, you just stick it in the microwave for like three minutes and you have this delicious, like great recipes. Um, it's so much better than anything you find in the freezer section. And it keeps me from ordering pizza every night or taking the kids to Mighty Fine or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So freshly 
prepares uh, chef-designed, all-natural gourmet meals delivered to the doorstep through a weekly subscription model. Uh, and healthy means that the menu is designed using whole natural ingredients. Every meal is packed with good stuff. Uh, freshly meals never contain gluten, refined sugars, or artificial additives. No, ma'am. The meals arrive fresh, never frozen, and are ready to eat within three minutes. All right. I love that. It's so easy because the kids are just going to eat mac and cheese anyway, so I might as well eat something good. Um, right. So go to legendarymarriage.com slash freshly to get 30% off your first month and begin enjoying fresh, delicious meals delivered to your door every week. Yes. All right. One more. Amazon.com. Everybody loves Amazon, right? Yeah. If great you deals. If you don't love Amazon, I'm I'm just not sure I want to know you. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that's a bold statement. That I'm, was a I'm little sorry. harsh. I, it's harsh. I'm, I apologize. But anyway, it's great deals. It's easy. It's quick. And it gets delivered to the front door. Here in Austin, we have Amazon Prime now. So we can literally get stuff delivered same day. All right. Well, don't don't feel so, bad if you don't live in Austin, because I'm sure that's coming to you, too. But yes. now and, you and can... Don't, and as the locals say, don't move here. So nice, honey. That's so <laughs> inclusive. All right. Well, so now you can support the Legendary Marriage Podcast by using our Amazon link. Yes. It doesn't cost and, anything. And so I have to clarify, I have to be honest about something. Like, uh, I, I had to clarify this process a little bit. So when you hit the link, it'll take you to our website and there's a little description and you have to click the link there to go and shop and do anything. All right. And then you shop till your little heart's content. Yep. Still use your Prime account, get free delivery, all that stuff on everything you want for the holidays, for Christmas, for everything. And then we we get a little bit of that money and we get to help more couples have conversations that matter. Yeah. Supports the podcast, helps us produce it and, and keep growing and and uh, reaching more folks. All right. So hit legendarymarriage.com slash Amazon and shop till you drop. All right. And now the talk about it segment of the show. Each week, we challenge you to set a time with your spouse to have a conversation that matters. Whoa, that was like a declarative. It was just <laughs> mixing it up a little bit, you know. <laughs> so what is the big dream you could be praying for right now? Mm. Big dream. Remember Jamie in the episode? Yeah, she, maybe she it's prayed. a million dollar idea. I could maybe pray. it's just health. Maybe it's... Maybe it's it's finding a community to belong to, maybe a faith community or or uh, whatever your big dream is. All right, have so a talk- conversation about it. Yes. All right. So next week on the show we have Amy Rastel, and Ooh. she has all the degrees. Um, she's a high <laughs> earning corporate player, and when she had kids, she had the realization that for her, she needed to have home and work become meshed together. So Mm. she just embraces the no boundaries idea and she makes even more money now working from her corporate contracting business. And she has been known to work from Disney and even do... (laughs) I love it. I want to work from Disney. Do public speaking with a baby Bjorn on her chest. With a baby (laughs) in it. Like with the baby on her chest. That's awesome. Yes. Oh my gosh. um, So we don't want to miss this conversation with Amy. It's nonstop ups and downs. You don't want to miss it. Well, that's it for today's show. Awesome. Hey, quick reminder, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Share it with your friends. Dive into the community on Facebook. Check out the Marriage Challenge. 
Um, these are all just ways for you to be a part of this adventure and to have more conversations that matter. We'll include all that in the show notes. You can find this episode also at legendarymarriage.com slash 104. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you. Don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Eat more turkey. What? No, that's not how it goes. Make yours legendary. That's right. <laughs>